Hello fellow podcast travelers, welcome to Saybrook Insights, production of Saybrook University, an accredited, nonprofit, private institution of higher learning headquartered in Pasadena, California. Celebrating 50 years this year, our humanistic approach to online education has resulted in thousands of alumni the world over advancing the health and well-being of the communities we serve. My name is Nathan Long, president and host of this podcast. Today's episode features one of our illustrious integrative medicine and health sciences faculty members facilitating a mindful moment. We hope you find this experience an opportunity to recenter and relax. For more information about Saybrook and its programs, go to www.saybrook.edu. And now, join us for a mindful moment. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to another uh, edition of Mindful Moments. My name is Eric Womarth, and I thought I'd talk today about a couple of things, including nature and stories. Uh, And of course, those things go together fairly well. Uh, I I had a fresh start of that this morning. I woke up, and right outside one of our windows, there's a nest with three baby robins that we've been watching the last uh, three or four days as a Parents come and feed them, um, you know, inches away from the window where they've tucked a nest in the corner of a house in a cottage. Um, and then right outside the back door, we have a bird feeder, which has actually turned into more of a squirrel and chipmunk feeder as we filled it with the sunflower seeds over the weekend. And so uh, there's a circus going on in our backyard with these squirrels and the chipmunks vying for who's going to get up and get perches on top and who's going to catch what's coming down below. Um, and it's just a, a very nice way to start the morning looking out uh, in the warm sunshine uh, with the woods in the background and all this activity with the birds and the squirrels and the chipmunks. And allows you to remember what it's like to just have a chance to sit and watch things like that. And the number of stories that each one of you has somewhere in your history of times when you were in nature. So I thought if you're comfortable, you might close your eyes and just listen to some stories as you take the time to breathe, to relax, to allow yourself that moment of peace and calm. And even if you're sitting in the middle of a city, to take the time to remember the time when you're in nature, outdoors, allowing yourself to use all of your senses, the smells, the pines, the feel of the breeze and the sun, a cool breeze for those that need it, and a warm breeze for those who like the other. And simply to be aware of all the life around you, from the smallest insect to the largest animal. Because there are people who have claimed that nature has saved their life. And I'll tell you the story of one woman who had quite a tragic story, and yet 
is also a wonderful story of resilience, recovery, and looking what's important in life. As her story started when she was 15 or 16 years old, and she happened to get straight A's on her report card. In her family, the reward for that was the chance to choose where the family would go on their trip. And she, of course, chose to have to go to Disneyland, Disney World, actually, in Florida. And as the family made the plans, they still had a small farm. Uh, they'd stopped farming because the father had taken another job, but they still had a cow and some pigs and some other things that the kids did at, at 4-H fairs. So the father agreed that he would stay home and the mother would take this girl and the two siblings down to Florida. And as they were driving down as far as Valdesta, Georgia, the mother decided that she was too tired to go all the way and was starting to look for a hotel where they could pull over and spend the night and then get to Disney World the next day. But this girl was just too excited to stop and convinced her mother that even though she only had her permit and didn't really have her driver's license yet, that the girl would continue to drive while mother took a nap in the car. Well, as it turned out, for one reason or another, there was an accident while the girl was driving. The girl survived the accident fairly uninjured, but her mother and siblings were all killed in the accident. And so she ended up coming home to her father in his grief and having funerals for her mother and two siblings that while the accident wasn't technically her fault, was still the guilt that she hadn't stopped when the mother wanted to stop. So time goes on, the father struggling with the loss, and at the age of 47, suffers a severe stroke. And the girl, now 18, cares for him with the help of the father's sister, an aunt who comes to live with them and take care of things. And after another year, the aunt was taking the father to the hospital for some tests. And again, there's another automobile accident. and Both the father and the aunt are killed, leaving this girl at 19 alone. And she talked about the difficulty of surviving that type of a history. And she claims that the only thing that allowed her to survive were the animals, the farm, and the woods. Because every morning she was up early to take care of the animals and then went on a walk through the woods where she could commune with those that she had lost, could think about her future, could find a moment of peace and calm when the rest of the world and her life was so much chaos. But she went on with the help of her 
boyfriend's family, she was able to attend first the local college and then the university and went on to become a veterinarian. And in the midst of her veterinary practice, managed to get married and eventually have six children. And when asked about such a large family, she talked about the importance of connections, that having lost all of her connections, things that she probably had never appreciated when she was 15, connections became everything. Not only connections to family, her children, her husband, but continued connections with the animals, with the woods, with the type of grounding that she believes provided her a chance to get by where had she lived in a city, she has no idea how she could have survived. And instead of a woman racked with depression or guilt, she's a woman of joy who shares the importance of life the importance of each moment, the importance of staying grounded, the importance of nature, of having connections to something, only if it's an animal, only if it's a tree, of having some connection to someone or something. Because as she's learned in her life, the crises that come are unpredictable, but the attitude that we address those crises make the difference of whether we survive or crumble. And she's raised a family of joy, of energy. One that seems to be lacking in fear because of the connections they share. So I'd like you all to take a moment, again, just to breathe, to think about your own connections to think about what connections you might be able to increase of investing the time to go for walks, investing the time to share with other people, allowing yourself to have the emotional roots to withstand any storm. Again, allowing all your senses to remember the joy of animals, of flowers, the comfort of leaning against a solid tree 
the sound of a brook or the waves by a shore. And the emotional roots that still extend to your ancestors, to your friends, and to your family. And like the woman in my story, if you can gather all the joy around you, knowing that you can use it whenever you need it, preparing to enjoy the moment while still holding on to our past. as we look forward to a future controlled only by our attitudes of how we will respond. And now, as you open your eyes again and stretch and smile, Hopefully you'll have memories that you can take with you as you begin to create some new memories and more of those emotional roots. Thank you.